it down there. What's the uh, the COVID situation like over there? Uh, people are stupid. <laughs> you know, like they're not. Um, I was at the gas station today, and like people were just like hanging out. I was like, let's let's go inside. Um, you know, no one's wearing a mask. Uh, it's just kind of like. Yeah. Luckily, I'm like I flew in through Atlanta from okay. Los Angeles. Um, j- just a week ago, I just got here, but um. Luckily, I'm flying out of Charlotte, so it's still, like, quarantined there because, you know, Atlanta's opening. I mean, Georgia's opening everything up this week, so. Yeah, I read an article this morning that they were starting to bring open some businesses, like the bowling alley. Like, we all need that, right? We all need that. <laughs> it's necessary, yeah. It's totally necessary. Yeah. So, yeah. Shooting range. No, um, so it's, yeah, so I'm glad that I'm flying out of Charlotte, though, because it, it's still quarantined, so. Dude, why don't you just stay there for a couple weeks? I'm staying until May 14th, so that's right. like it's still a bit away. All right, um, nice. Okay. Because you know the the governor said that he's going to start opening things back up in Los Angeles May 15th, so I'm coming back May 14th. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. get back as quickly as possible. I I wonder though if they really are going to open stuff in LA on May 15th. I feel like they're going to push it. I feel like it's going to get get extended again. I don't know. I, I think till June. I think it might. I just feel like. I was talking about this with my agent yesterday. There's just such, like, we're going to have such a demand for content so quickly. Like, people are already, you know, like, they're going to be demanding new Netflix shows, new Hulu shows. Like, we're going to, I'm not sure if, like, film will be as quick to get back, but, like, TV will have to, like, we're going to have to get back to work pretty quickly and, like, pretty diligently. I feel like there's going to be more work, hopefully, pretty quickly, at least as far as acting goes. I think the issue is that a lot of crews will probably be cut in half and stuff. Johnny was just telling us at first. Talked to his agent and heard something slightly different. Yeah, so I was I was talking to my agent and she was she was she's been telling me that they were looking at like things that might not be back to I don't even know how to say normal necessarily, but she was saying probably September is uh-huh. what is what she's been hearing. Mostly because they're they're still trying to figure out how to how to work in this situation. Yeah, because it's like actors can't do scene intimate scenes anymore they can't kiss they can't be in like you know the rest of the crew can wear masks but the actors can't you know and if the actor gets sick production has to shut down so then it's like it's very i think it's complicated in terms of how they're gonna like manage that whole situation but you're you're right i think they do need to figure out a way to get stuff going but i just don't know what that solution is I guess we'll see. <laughs> but you're you're directing now, Max, right? Yeah, I'm directing and acting, so I'm I'm doing both in this film. So, yeah, nice. so I'm directing, I'm acting, and writing. I'm doing I'm doing it all, baby. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> but what's the first love? What's what's the first uh, word on the business card? Actor. Actor, nice. Actor is still first on the business card because I, everything I write, everything I direct is, uh, you know, for me nice. <laughs> no i mean it's just like i think like there's not enough roles for people like me to be honest like there are roles but it's always like sidekick or you know uh goofy netflix best friend so it's like um <laughs> i wanted to you know I, I i write stuff that's more challenging for myself so you know to give my give myself some different kinds of roles because i feel like if i could if i can write it then i should you know so is yeah. that why you decided to to write this movie specifically was it for it to yourself or was directing something you always wanted to do so i didn't i wasn't um signed on to direct until like a month ago so for like originally i was just writing and i was gonna i was always gonna be in it but i was never gonna 
direct at least for a while it just it came down to the fact that like I kept interviewing directors I kept going back and forth between people and it just didn't feel right handing it off to any other person except me like I, in a way it just felt like no other person was going to bring the same um level of attention and the same level of care that I was going to to this project so it wasn't really something that I was like I don't know I never felt like I was gonna be a director this quickly i just feel like i i, I can't in good conscience hand, hand this over to any other person and uh maybe for the folks at home could you describe the movie like what you are directing oh. yeah so um the name of the movie is things like this and it's a gay romantic comedy between two guys with the same name um the it's uh same name uh, yeah they have the same name <laughs> they're both named zach so everything <laughs> has a line for them to be together but uh the you know, is fate ever what it's meant to be? Like, is it ever what it seems? Or is there even fate? So I, that's what it is. Uh, basically what I was drawn to, the reason why I wrote it was because I was, um, it was around the same time that there were movies like Love, Simon, Alex Strangelove films um, of that nature, which are great movies. They really are. I'm a big fan of both of them, uh, especially Love, Simon, although I do believe that they stole from my life. Those are but, um, like gay movies? Both are gay movies, yeah, but both, deal specifically with teenagers coming out of the closet and then falling in love. And they don't, like, there's never been a movie that just exists in the, the world of realism with gay characters who have already come out. Like, that's already part of their life. They're mm. already out. And so I felt like that movie needed to be made because the fact is that I don't deal with coming out every day of my life. It's something I did seven years ago. You know what I mean? So at this point, I'm just an adult figuring out my love life. It has nothing, in my mind, it doesn't have to do with gay, straight, whatever. It's just like, that's who I am. So I just wanted to tell a story about two guys who just happen to be gay falling in love. And that's really the only difference between this and, you know, the, the You've Got Males or the, um, you know, those movies, uh, Serendipity, all of those. Uh, you know, that's kind of what I was aiming for. Would you say it's never been a better time to be gay in the world? Would I say that? Yeah, or has there been better times? In America. Or in, in America. I mean, in the world, it's kind of tough. I mean, right? Like, uh, Uganda still has the death penalty to be paid. So, um, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, in America, it's also tough because, you know, Chick-fil-A is giving money to Uganda to support the death penalty for being gay. So it's like, wow. is there a better time to be gay? I mean, it's... It could it's be broad what, are, what, are, what are my options here? You know, what I mean? it's like, <laughs> in Los Angeles, <laughs> it's it's okay. It's an okay time to be gay in Los Angeles or New York City. It's a great time to be gay in a major city in America, sure. But if you're, you know, if I grew up in Kansas, would I be saying the same thing? I don't know. I grew up in D.C. It's the most liberal city in this entire country, you know. So it's like, I mean, it's a, it's the one place in this country that 99% voted for Hillary Clinton. So it's like, you know. I, I'm I'm happy living my life, but I that's a hard question to say because uh, obviously yes, because um, we're not you know being uh, chemically castrated in this country or anything like that. But like that's good. There's still room to grow. Obviously, you know I do think the one difference is I think that I I don't think that I think there's many people in this country who feel like the gay rights like there are people who feel like. Um, I'm trying to phrase this in the right way. I just feel like there are less people against it than who are for it at this point. Like there's more people for it. Yeah, there's more people for it. Like regardless of political party or any of that, I think at this point there are more people who believe 
in gay rights than who don't in this country specifically. And I'm not saying there are people, and I'm not saying that's across the board because there are definitely people who fight against gay rights every day. But I, I just think, think the problem is like, you know, the LGBTQ, not necessarily all of those letters want the same thing, you know? I think that is an interesting part of it. I think the thing is like, as someone who, uh, you know, identifies as a gay cisgender man, I definitely take it upon myself to educate myself more with all levels of the movement, with the transgender movement, with the non-binary movement, with everything that can, you know, that we can, um, you know, educate ourselves on because I, I, I don't know everything. I'm just trying to learn more every day so I can be I thought of you as the gay. I thought of you as the gay. I'm really not. I mean, bro, I'm I'm like not at all. <laughs> I do my best, but I, I really am just trying to learn more every day and just Me too. you know tell stories that make people feel seen as much as possible in every demographic possible too. Yeah. So do you think? So do you think this movie that that you decided to write? First of all, um, you said a lot of it's kind of based on your life, right? Yeah, I mean, it definitely is just like a young, you know, gay millennial in New York City. And it's definitely based on my life in the sense that it's just, um, you know, it's about young people in, in that time and space. But um, he, the characters definitely have a better love life than I do. So okay. <laughs> it's, not, it's not totally based well, on it's the, it's the movies. You can do whatever you yeah. want. Yeah. I know, I know. I, I literally have, like, spoken to my therapist about how, like, I'm jealous of the characters that I write. It's great. <laughs> So tell us about the the characters specifically, because uh, I know you have um, some great actors in it too. Um, you have the guy from Ozark in it, right, Charlie? I don't yeah, know, Charlie. I don't, how do you say his last name? You know, the truth is that even he will say it differently at times. It's he says Tehan. Tehan, okay. I, I've always said Tahan, which is, he's like that's fine too. So I literally like I don't Doesn't know. Care. It's that the he's he's literally the best person in this world. He's just the coolest guy. We've been friends since we did Super Dark Times, and we've just kept in contact. And he's uh he's the first person who I went with the script to. Just as soon as I had it ready to go, I was like, I want you to be in this. And it's uh, he's Charlie and I did a movie called Super Dark Times together um in 2015, and so we've been friends since 2015. Um, but he's just. He's just really the greatest guy. We get together whenever we're both in New York, um, hang out as much as possible. But uh, as soon as I wrote the script, I just was like, I need Charlie to do this. Number one, just so I can work with him again and spend time with him again, to be honest. He's, like I said, he's really just a great friend and great person, but he's also such a fucking talented actor. I mean, he's just so good. You, you put anything in front of him and he's just on fire. So it's- yeah, the same class, he's, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's gonna play- um, He's gonna play um, my half brother in this film. So this he's film? like, yeah, in this film he's playing my half brother Kenny, and he um, it's a great role, and I'm just I'm so excited to have him do it and to have him, you know, be a part of it. it, it, it like I um, you know, we have an incredible cast attached already. We have uh, just uh, is joining us, who, and she um, she uh, she's um. How do you get her? And, um, well, actually, her and I are friends too. Um, we, uh, we, it's all who you know. We met uh, back in high school doing a program in New York together. So uh, I, uh, luckily, I, I was able to have like a killer script. You just go, all right, you're really good. You do stuff. You do stuff. Everybody come work with me. Yeah. So I mean, I really just I sent her the script and she's and she's and she's just a great person to work with too. So I'm really excited to have her on board.
And then, of course, we have, you know, the iconic Eric Roberts, which is just like, how the fuck did I pull that one off? Like, it's how like, did I don't you? Know. You reach out to his agent? No, we have the same agent. So it's, oh, nice. um, so that was the connector. It was, uh, my agent oh, was him. Pat. Oh, my agent was... Yeah, please. So what were you saying? Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to interrupt. Okay, okay so I'll go no, ahead. Continue, continue. So, um, my, my agent was, is packaging the film, you know, as a part of working with me. And so, uh, my agency, Andrew Burrell at Sovereign Talent, he's like the best person in this world. Um, but so he, uh, he connected me with Eric and I was like, I was sure he was going to pass, to be honest, like it's Eric Roberts. And then got a call one morning that Eric was interested, screamed a lot, you know, did a little dance and then got to business and got the, the deal done. Was a one day shoot with Eric or how many days was he on set? Uh, he will be on set for two days. Okay, cool. When do you guys actually start shooting? So we're start, we start shooting this coming winter in New York. So it's, um, okay. you know, according if everything else, you know, Hopefully. clears if we're okay. Uh, there's been, you know, the truth is that we've had to make some changes. There was a scene in the hospital that can no longer be in a hospital. Like things, you know, that have to change because of the current. I've got to be on um, a now to make it more realistic. Oh my God, <laughs> you know, like what's going on right now. So we just, we had to change for those reasons, but um, God, cruise ship. Um, no, so we, um, we're we adjusting with what's going on and uh, we're gonna film as soon as it's, you know, safe to film in New York City this winter. So I don't wanna, I kind of just to kind of backtrack just a little bit. Um, so now you, obviously you wrote the script, um, mm -hmm. but I, I kind of want to talk about a little bit more about when you actually decided to sit down and write the script, did you already know ahead of time, like, hey, this movie's gonna actually get made? Because, you know, a lot of people are always like writing different things and you're like, For sure. made. like how did the process actually happen that you actually started getting the, the wheels in motion? Yeah, so I've written a TV show called Max Out, which is on the back burner at this moment, but I worked with a producer whose name is Buzz Koenig and um, he and I worked really well together and so, I just, at this point, I knew that if I came to him with the script, if he liked it, he would say, let's, you know, let's work with it. Let's try things. And if he didn't, I'd be able to kind of be like, okay, next time or something like that. So I, um, basically what I always do when I write a script is I have a reading. So I invite my friends, I invite people, you know, anyone who I can, and I invited Buzz and I invited, you know, any industry people who I knew to come. And um, I think the question is like, did I know at the beginning if it was worth making? I don't know. Like, I, I think I had the, like, I wouldn't write something if I didn't believe it could get me, you know? I, I, I don't think, like, writing with that approach would be helpful to me, specifically. Um, I think I always have to view it optimistically as, you know, it will get made or it will go somewhere, because otherwise I just, I can't get myself to write it, which is really a negative quality in myself, I guess. But it's it's just how I can't, you know, get myself going if I don't if I don't see a future for it. So I guess I always envision something, but I never I don't think you really know how anything's gonna come together until it comes together, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's um I think it's every part of the process has led us to this point. So after after the reading, obviously it sounds like Buzz really liked it because otherwise he wouldn't be involved, right? And then he kind of decided yeah. to like, okay, let's start pushing this forward. Yeah, so after the reading, Buzz came back to my apartment because I lived two blocks from where we had a reading. And I, it was Buzz and my two best friends. And um, we just like 
he was just like, listen, like, there's a lot of changes that have to be made, but like, it's good. There's a lot of good here. And so the truth is that over the next year, because this was 2017, so over the next year, then Buzz and I would meet up every week and we would just really go through the scripts and just, you know, make as many edits, as many changes as we felt were needed. Um, and uh, then it, uh, like last year I started, because I, I took a little break a few years ago to write this script from acting. I took a little break because it was like, it was a quiet time. I switched agencies. Like it was just, it was time for me to focus on writing um, and really focus on the script. And then in 2018 and 2019, I, I started acting, you know, and, and working again. And so until I really um, made the decision to go to Los Angeles and, you know, um, all of that, it was, um, like I said, it was kind of a step-by-step -step process. And I think with all of these, you know, independent films, you hear how it, you know, takes years and it all happens at once. Right. I think that's, I think that is true in most cases that I've seen. And it's true in this one too so far. So yeah. How were uh, how are you able to? Because um, we have a lot of filmmakers that listen to the podcast too. So For there's sure. always big question people always want to know is mm. how are you, how are you able to secure funding for the film? Ooh, um, I think well, we're still working on securing the rest of funding. So I think it's an ongoing process. Eric Roberts. Honestly, the thing is like. I view getting those people as an investment, For sure. you know, like it's, um, and I view it as a worthy investment because the truth is if you get people, they get money. If, if you get people who believe, like who people believe will bring people to this movie, then they're more willing to invest. And that's definitely proven true so far. So, you know, once we got Eric Roberts, it wasn't, it became less of an issue to pay Eric Roberts because Eric Roberts was now part of the movie. Right, so those kind of things, it, it helps get your movie made. And I mean, listen, I was lucky to get my script in front of him. That doesn't happen every day. I think um, I would be really stupid if I said it does, but I think like once you force your way into the doors and really like put your script in front of people who you know, and also a big thing I will say is like, use your connections, you know, like use the people, who, not use, but like, you know, really like, massage them like find the people who you worked with who you like who you like to connect with and who you like to work with and who, who you believe will move things forward because i think those are the people who you you trust and there's a reason why you trust them and um those are the people who have brought money to the project did you get a slightly better day rate for eric roberts since you guys had the same agent no <laughs> i think i mean like yes i think maybe it was just like they told me what the deal was they told me exactly how much to offer, and I was like, "Okay, let's go with it." I think I, I, I they charged you more. I know. I don't think so. I I don't know what his going rate is, to be honest. But like, listen, Eric Roberts is in my movie. That's all I care about. True. <laughs> you know, like, it's really all that matters. Johnny actually worked on a project with Eric Roberts, so Johnny, you could probably give uh, Max all of all the demands that he had on set. You can enlighten. <laughs> okay. Him. No, we had a we had a couple of scenes together. Uh, no, he's he's got a lot of uh, he's got a lot of advice. So you know, just uh, it was it was actually the other guy who we had on our podcast worked with him. It said he demanded co coffee like every hour, right? Oh, that's right. Did he say that? Something yeah, like yeah. that. It's okay. We can have coffee on set. It's New York City. It's not like there's a coffee. <laughs> um, no, it's um. And yeah, not drip coffee, Starbucks. <laughs> one time, I mean, when I met with him, he does he has so much advice. He's definitely like. 
ready to give it. Um, and he, I mean, that's awesome. He's been working for, I mean, double my lifetime, you know, like this, this guy is just like, he's epic. So it's, it's going to be really cool to, you know, learn from him, to be honest, and um, take from him. Because I, I, I do think like, I have never met a human until I met him who like loves acting as much as he does in a pure sense. Like he really just appreciates what we do and like really appreciates that he has the chance to do it. So like, I'm just super excited to work with him. Yeah, and I have the chance to, you know, um, just be in the same room with him. It'll be really exciting. So how's, how's the pre-production been going since obviously you guys are dealing with this whole virus thing? Like, were you, were you hoping to shoot sooner than winter or is that now what it's been pushed to? We were, no, the goal has actually always been winter, so that's been kind of lucky um, that we've been able to use this time really productively, and um, we've really solidified the cast uh, during this time, which has been great, uh, but, like, the truth is um, that this time has been really productive <laughs> in a weird way. Like, it's been really great to just have the time to, you know, send the script to as many people as we need to, to, you know, people are really reading scripts right now is the one thing I've noticed, like, because they have time. So that's, it's been, it's been actually a really productive time for us. And the fact that we're filming this winter, it's kind of like pushed our timeline into the right, the right trajectory. And I, I know that you guys are by no means done, but looking back from when you started the project to right now, is there anything that you personally wish, oh, I wish I would have known this when I first started? maybe that a young filmmaker can take away as mm. advice? Huh. I'm trying to think about right. something specifically. Put you on the spot. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, it's just, it's, you know, because we are still so in the process. I think, like, a big part of it is I, I think I would have come to the conclusion to direct it myself sooner. And I think that would have been, like, a better way to sell it quicker. Um, to, to actors, to producers, to everyone, just, I think if I had come to that conclusion a little sooner, maybe like we should have, we could have shot last winter. I don't know, but that would be the one thing, um, because like, it's, it's definitely the conclusion. I, it was the inevitable, inevitable conclusion. And I just wish I had come to it a little sooner, I guess. That's the one thing. Is there any, uh, is there any concern? Because like, obviously you're going to be directing, uh, but you're also going to be in it as well. So, you know, one of the challenges, obviously, is directing and being in yourself. I know you haven't started yet, um, but what have you been kind of doing to prepare, knowing that you have to act, but also direct, because it's like twice the workload? For sure. I think a big thing is, like, I know I'm not going to sleep. <laughs> like, you know, the whole shoot, like, I've, I've come to that conclusion. I've come to the conclusion that, like, probably not going to eat that much either. Like, I'm not going to, I'm going to be in New York for the film, but I'm not going to be really able to enjoy my time in New York. I'm just going to be so focused. But a big thing that I've come to by myself is that I feel like, at least in scenes where I'm acting with someone else, as a director, I very much want to view those scenes as a collaboration. I don't want to view those scenes as me telling people what to do. And I think that's kind of how I'll approach most of the, the directing as the actor, like as acting, right? As directing the acting, I think I'll approach most of it as a collaboration, as kind of a, let's talk through the scene. What do you feel? What do you think? Um, and then coming to a conclusion at, as a group, whoever's in that scene. Have you That's guys, what I think. Have you guys thought about distribution yet or is it too early? It's not too early. There, um, I just don't know if I can speak 
to it. Oh, you can tell us. <laughs> I don't think I can. Because <laughs> I'm not sure like how- It'll uh, be like, our secret. Yeah, right? <laughs> We're promised, Max, we won't tell anyone. Um, no, I, I just don't think I, I don't think I can speak to it, but it's definitely, it's like, you know, it's chicken or egg. Like, do you make the film first or do you have distribution first, right? Like, it's the same with casting and money. Like, do you right. cast first or do you have money first, right? It's, you just have to make a choice and really go for it. Sure. Do you I think guess, this is, I guess, uh, but you, if you can't answer this, no problem. But is your agent helping you with that since it's packaged together? Yes. I, yeah. I think I can say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Definitely been helpful on that front. He, I mean, he's been really, like... My gay guardian angel, I don't know where he came from. He's just been like doing everything. So he's, yeah, he's awesome. Does he have a piece of the movie? Does he have a piece of, I mean, he's going to be an executive producer. Nice. So we're going to, you know, get him in on that. Uh, so make sure he doesn't charge you another 10%. <laughs> I mean, like, listen, he's done so much work. You should probably make all of it. <laughs> he's like, he's done so much. It's been. Is your agency repping you for directing and writing as well? Or is it just the acting side? They, they, they represent me for acting. Um, they're not lit. So they don't have a okay. literary department. So they're, um, hope, when we get back, they're going to start. Uh, Andrew is going to introduce me to some lit people to get me into that. But the truth nice. is that to make, to make this film, it isn't necessary yet. Um, it'll probably be necessary after I make this film. So. Right. Right. Do you, I know you're still thinking about distribution, but what do you think any film festivals, is that even an option or something you could be doing or? If they exist. <laughs> That's very true. That's true. We would, we would love to. I mean, like the South by Southwest. Sundance like, online. Literally, I've Sundance, Tribeca. We would love any of those. Um, so yeah, it'd be great. Um, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Um, it's a, you know, it's a, moment by moment process with those kind of things right now with um kind of just see whatever um goes on with those there's gonna be someone passing through for a second oh, sorry. hey how's it going light them on if you want <laughs> no um okay. so uh so, um no I, that's We're not gay. that was a moment no i love my mom it's uh she would just be mad at me for even mentioning that that was her so Oh, okay, okay. Um, hey, mom. She seemed great. Yeah, um, she's great. Uh, so um, we uh, we would love to go to festivals. Obviously, like I think ideally, like this is such a New York film. Being at Tribeca would be like kind of a dream right. come true for us. And like I I did Super Dark Times, went through Tribeca, and it was just such an awesome experience that I feel like Tribeca is kind of like my home slam. You know, it's like my home. Um, my home festival. So I would hope that if, if we did go somewhere, obviously like there's so many great festivals in this country. And like, if we got into Sundance, obviously we go there too. But like, when? Tribeca is kind of like a home. When? When does this movie come out? No, when you get into Sundance. Oh, when, 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 when we get into Sundance and we have to choose between them and Ken and Venice and we'll, we'll right. make that decision then. That's right. <laughs> yeah. So talking about New York, I know you, you were out there doing musical theater, right? Um, how do you go from doing musical theater to directing a film? Like, mm. wow, that's a, such a huge dis difference and a big jump. Like, what made you decide to do that? So actually, the truth is that I did theater mostly when I was in D.C. Um, and when I got to New York, I kind of just, the opportunities happened in a way that I just kind of went into film organically. And I did, um, I did Orange is the New Black and Super Dark Times back to back. And then it was just sort of like, I was doing film. Like, it was my 
my new thing, and I loved it. I love film. I love it. I love theater. I love seeing theater. I like doing film more. What are your so it was. Musicals? What? What are your favorite musicals? That are... My favorite musicals. Um, my favorite musical right now is Hades Town. It's so good. Like if, oh, when it comes back, everyone should go see it. It's so good. And listen to the album Hades Town. Won the Tony last year. Oh, it's so good. Better so than good. Hamilton. I don't want to upset anyone. It isn't like <laughs> Hamilton. <laughs> I know I do like Hamilton. I do. I, I like Book of Mormon. Book of Mormon was pretty good. Book of Mormon. I saw. I, was... I saw it when it was at the Amundsen this past month. So I, I, that was nice. the last piece of theater I saw before everything shut down. Um, I've also yeah, but it's a uh, Hades Town is incredible. Listen to the album. It's just like it's the only show I've ever seen where every song is good. Wow. Every single song is good. Cool. And That's like, awesome. yeah. Um, but yeah, so I did theater in DC, moved to New York, and um, really started film there. And uh, my like, it's all come from New York. Nice, nice. So I got a serious question. I uh, you know I read uh, from some of the bio that Anderson sent us that mm -hmm. uh, you know you're from DC originally, right? Yes. So uh, you enjoy a lot of the DC teams. Why in the world are you a Lakers fan, buddy? <laughs> Shouldn't you be a Washington Wizards fan? What's up? Yeah, um, this is why my friend Tom calls my friend Tom is like a diehard Minnesota fan. All facets, and he calls me a Fairweather fan because I root for the Lakers. Um, but I'm a I'm a diehard Skins fan. I'm a diehard um, Orioles fan, not Nationals. I'm sorry, Orioles. That's yeah. I mean, it's brutal. rough. Listen, it's a rough time to be an Orioles fan all the time. Ever since like what was that 2014 when we almost won the Yale, you know, but. Since then, it's been really rough. So, um, no, I, I, I'm a big LeBron James fan because he's from Akron, Ohio, which hey, is where too. my family's from. My family's from oh. Akron, so, so that's why I root for LeBron, and so I've rooted for him ever since he joined the league. Do you know what high school LeBron went to? I, it's Saint something, yeah. right? Saint Vincent. Yeah. Yeah. Saint Vincent. Yeah, it's in, it's in Akron. So I um, always rooted for LeBron. Awesome. Yeah. Right, dude. When he made that famous the decision. What do you think? Then? Oh, I mean, like, listen. We were all tuned in. That was, uh, that we're was all, I was like. We hated him. Wow. I, I still, I listen, I, I rooted for the Heat for a few years. It's like, I'm, I'm a Fairweather fan, but I'm a, I'm a loyal LeBron fan. So I just literally have rooted for him anywhere he's ever gone. And, um, you know, hopefully this season returns at some point. Because I think it was maybe going somewhere good. So we'll see. Um, I'm a, I'm a I don't big LeBron I'm, fan too, so. Yeah, I'm okay with. I'm okay with um, baseball being postponed next year because I don't think Orioles were going anywhere this year. But <laughs> <laughs> they had, there's too many games anyway. They needed to cut them short, so it's alright. No, right. but I mean, at least it's been a it's been a pretty good 24 hours as a Skins fan. That's been good. So, so going back to to the movie real fast. Um, obviously, it hasn't been finished. It hasn't you know mm. played anywhere. But what do you hope that people would eventually take away from the story? I, I hope that people take away the, um, the fact that, like, uh, you know, the fact that, like, any person can fall in love and, like, that can be a special experience, you know, that, like, any, any love story is worth telling, right? I hope people take that away, and I hope people take away the fact that, like, acceptance is one of the most important tools we have as humans, you know, acceptance and love and um, care, and so I think those... That's what I would say. I hope people take away 
the fact that we just need to, you know, treat everyone with a little more love. That's what I think. I love it. Well, I love it too. At, at what point did you, how, how long have you been working with a PR company, Anderson? Anderson and I started working together just two months ago. So they're fantastic. I mean, they, they're the best. They're really the best. So they, um, you know, they, uh, they get me in front of the camera, which I love. So, you know, I'm a big fan of that. Is, like it, that. is it a bummer working with a PR agency right as COVID hits? Because their job is to get you personal appearances and, oh, they're all canceled. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it was an adjustment, <laughs> but they, they really stepped up their game with, you know, interviews and stuff and, um, you know, at-home opportunities that I can take advantage of. So it's been, uh, they've really been working their asses off. I have nothing to say, but thank you to them. They've just been great. We love them too. We think Anderson Jar Group is great. Yeah, they're awesome. Yeah, they're, they're really great people. How do you uh, how do you know when it's the right time to, to, to get a PR company to work with? Well, for you, for you, what was the right time? <laughs> when my agent told me to. <laughs> when, when, the, when they're like, I'm going to set you up with a PR company, and you're like, okay, cool. Um, that's Fair that's enough. when I would say it's the right time. When I, I mean, that, that was when it was for me. I just, I never had, um, I don't know. I don't think about things until someone, you know, puts it in front of you, I guess. Uh, I think about things as in like work opportunities and stuff like that, like, you know, building your career and stuff. Um, that's a, sometimes it's a hard thing to think of as an actor when you're thinking of things artistically, I think at the same time. So luckily I have people looking out for me. Did you interview with a lot of PR agencies or did you just get the recommendation? And no, I, um, I met with Anderson and it was just kind of like a perfect fit. So I um, pretty quickly, you know, sealed the deal and just felt like it was the right, they were the right people. So yeah, it was, a, it was not a huge long process. It was literally like, I'm the day after I had mentioned oh, that we had agreed that I should get PR people. I met with Anderson the next day and it was pretty much just like, let's do this. So and it was specifically because you're directing a movie with great people in it. Like then that, that was the time to get out there. It was because I'm, you know, now's the time for me to promote this film and promote myself. It's um, now's the right time to really say like, I'm, you know, I'm entering the world of Los Angeles. I'm entering the world of Hollywood. And this is, you know, this is my time to really, you know, focus people on who I am and what I, I bring to the table. Well, one the perfect time actually be when the movie could be seen like after it's done yes and no i think like to have people excited about a movie before it comes out is really cool right to have people looking forward to something in anticipation because i'm not i'm not going to drag out this filming process i'm going to make this film and i'm going to get it to people and I, I to have people already excited about it that's that's a gift you know so i'm, I'm really pumped by that cool and this might, this might be a little bit jumping ahead, but like, obviously this movie hasn't come out, but what would be next? Do you have like other plans for like another, I'm gonna direct another film after that? Mm -hmm. Am I just gonna focus more on the acting side? What do you, what's the plan? Uh, I think it depends on like a few things. It depends on if, you know, obviously if I book anything. <laughs> but I think <laughs> Always. like, yeah, season totally. Yeah. I mean, bring me in, Charlie. Uh, no, I think like, I do have another film that I'm ready to make. If this one, you know, when this one happens, um, when this one happens, and then I'll be ready to make this new one. And um, it's very fucking different. So it's it's gonna be a real left turn from this movie. But it's oh, two um, straight guys named Zach. What? About oh, two straight guys named Zach? Just kidding. No, it's it's it's, <laughs> still, it's still not about straight people. 
but um, there's but enough it's, it's, of those. It's also not really about people, so um, it'll it, oh, it, Airbud. Uh, no, okay. it's not. It's um, I'll just say it's a it's a horror comedy, so it it would be a, a real life turn for me. So I'm looking forward to that if I you know when I have the opportunity to make it. I don't like honestly don't know yet if I'll be in the director's chair for that one. Um, just because horror is a whole different genre. And it's definitely um, more, you know, you have to be very savvy in horror, I think, to direct horror. So um, I don't know if I'm the right person for that job yet, but I, I think I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. You know, Johnny's got some directing experience. You should see his stuff. I'll just throw his name out there. We don't have to say yes or no at this point. But... Send me your resume. All right. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not a big horror guy, but you know. All right, you lost. It's definitely, it's definitely a skill. You're Very a comedy guy. You're a big comedy oh, sure. guy. We like to laugh. Uh, but anyway, um, anything else that you know you want the audience to know about the the upcoming movie, Max? I think just like we're excited to get it to these. You know, we're excited to get it out there. Hope you know, like hopefully people will connect with it, and I'll come back here and we can talk about it then. I'm definitely gonna see it. Just you know. I, I'm excited that people are already excited about it. I think that's that's a sign that we really have something here that's worth telling, and so I'm I'm, I'm super pumped. Last question I have is: uh, Are we all invited to the premiere? Yeah, Abby. Yeah, let's get you guys. We're you're going. All right, all right. Tux is ready. Your Tux is ready, boys. Max, where can our audience find you? You can find me at the Max T Show on Instagram and Twitter. I don't use TikTok because I'm too old, so um, you can't find me there. Um, but you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at the Max D Show. Awesome! Thank you so much, man. Uh, really wish you the best on the upcoming production. Hopefully, Thank you. everything works out, and I, I really hope uh, you end up uh, filming something awesome. Thank you so much, guys. It was a pleasure. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It. Thank you, man. Take care. All right, take care.